The innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with their audience. Meet Melinda Knight, businesswoman, inventor, expert social media, and celebrity gifting guru, and her co-host, Deanna Cohen, who has been inventing products, businesses, marketing contests, and events for over 20 years. The Innovation Divas not only host this fantastic show, they also run the only network award program and events for women inventors. If you need the connections to buyers, the media, or companies that can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. Now here to share the who, what, and why of inventing, your innovation divas, Melinda Knight and Diana Cohen. Well, I'm definitely not going to sing today with my cold. <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure that our listeners would love to hear the raspy voice maybe more like Cher wouldn't yeah, or Demi Moore you know that, she, that sexy you know raspy voice Work I don't it. know I don't Work know if it. she sings either which way <laughs> we are so excited about our show today right yeah we have some fat like amazing guests not just what? fabulous but amazing guests Right. Definitely. Our first guest is not a diva in his own right, for sure. He is the founder. And I, I can't wait. We can chit chat amongst ourselves. But I really want to bring in our first guest, if you don't mind, because AJ has a lot to share with our community. And he is the co-founder. He is the founder. Excuse me. Here I'm thinking we're co-founders. <laughs> he is the founder and um, chief in innovator of Telebrands, um, AJ Kubani. Are you there, AJ? I'm here. How are you? Welcome to the Innovation Divas show. Pardon my uh, little cold here, but um, we are really honored to have you on our show. Well, and you. you have you have been in this industry for quite some time. For those who do not know what Telebrands is all about, um, why don't you fill people in on you know the story that you told me as we sat here in Chicago at the Wolves um, pitch session and a little bit about the history of that As Seen on TV logo and how you came about getting um, it to be a household name. Okay, well, how, how much time do you have for me to tell the story? Well, it's up to you because we know you have a plane to catch. So, right. um, Okay, so very quick. You know, I started the company in 1983, and I started selling products through mail order you know, through magazines and newspapers, and I put my first ad in the National Enquirer. And we found that we were quite successful at selling different innovation, innovative products through mail-order ads. Uh, but then TV was becoming a, a bigger and bigger part of the business um, overall. You know, people started advertising these uh, gadgets on TV. So we got into that business in 1986 and started advertising on television. And the first big product we had on television, on television was a product called Amber Vision Sunglasses, which really back then became a phenomenon, and, and many people remember it today. Absolutely. Uh, and what I found is by advertising on television that we were creating brand recognition for our products because people started to tell me whenever I'd mention Amber Vision, people would know it. And that, then the thought came to my mind is that maybe we could start selling this stuff in retail stores because we're creating this brand recognition. So I first started presenting Amber Vision sunglasses in 1987 to retail stores, and it took me almost two years before I got my first order because retailers back then did not want to carry products that were on TV. They thought it was a conflict. They thought it was competition because we're selling to consumers. 
They sell to consumers. So it really took a lot of effort to for retailers to convince retailers to carry products that were seen on TV. So I finally got my first order for Amber Vision sunglasses from a small retail chain called Herman Sporting Goods. They're not around anymore, but back then... I remember them, yeah. So Herman's had 160 stores back then, and I got my first order for 200 pair of Amber Vision sunglasses. And I needed a retail package. So when I was designing the retail package, I thought it would be really important to remind consumers that they've seen this on TV. So I came up with that red as seen on TV logo and put it on the package. And that's how the red as seen on TV logo was born. And and I remember the story and and let's talk to our share it with our listeners because one of the things that people don't realize is there are, there are many as seen on TV companies that you can just stamp your product with that logo. And you told me that no one owned the rights to it. Is that correct? That is correct. Now, you know, I, I think back and say, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm one, one part of me says, you know, that was really stupid. I should have protected that red logo. I could have owned the red logo. But, you know, the business has become so big and so powerful, I think, because anybody that advertises on TV, of course, you have to be truthful and actually advertise a product on TV, can use that red logo. So you know how public platform things sort of become big? Like, for example, think back to VHS versus uh, Beta, if right. anyone can remember that far back. You know, Sony came up with the Beta tape, which was a smaller videotape, cassette tape, right. and they tried to own the market. But then someone else came up with a VHS tape, even though it was bigger, and said, you know what, anybody can use the VHS format. We're going to let anybody use it. And what happened, VHS took over beta because it was a public platform uh, videotape. Now, if you go you know, fast forward to today, you've got the iPhone with all of their proprietary software. But then on the other hand, you have Android. And Android is anybody can use Android by Google. So what's happening now? Android is slowly starting to take over iPhone because it's a it's public platform. So I, I call it seen on TV, the public platform brand. It's become so big because anybody can use the logo. And it has actually been to your benefit because it, it has helped take that stepping stone, which you created the retail portion of that and has really elevated that piece. And I remember um, Manish sharing that, 80%, correct me if I'm wrong, 80% of, of all as seen on TV sales are done at the retail store level and mostly because it's name recognition from the TV ads. Yes. And it's a, called a push-pull, right? Something like that? Yes. It's, yes. You know, uh, the fact that it remains that as, as big as the Internet's becoming and mail order's becoming, the fact remains is that the vast majority of people would rather walk into a store and see the product, touch it and feel it before they buy it. And it's just the way it is. Now, of course, things are slowly changing, but still 80% of our sales come from retail stores. When people walk into a, a Walmart or a Target or Bed Bath & Beyond or any of the many retailers that we sell to, they, they go there, they buy the product rather than buying it off the TV. And, and one of the greatest pieces of what you do, and I think what you do so well, is that you work with independent inventors. So can we talk a little bit about what you do and how you support the inventor community? 
Well, the, the fact is, is that you know, a company like Telebrands and many of the other as seen on TV companies, I have to remind everyone that Telebrands is by far the biggest as seen on TV company out there. Um, but uh, the, the, the thing that we rely on is a, a big flow of new and innovative products. We have an unsatiable appetite for innovative products. And so we need, we rely on independent inventors to come up with ideas, and so many do. There's so there are thousands of independent inventors that come up with great ideas every day, and people have learned over the years to start submitting those ideas to us, and we really look forward to getting those ideas, and we have a team of people here that look through all those ideas and find the best ones for us, and uh, we get a great flow of product. You know, many of the products that we sold, we've done terrific with. Uh, from independent inventors. And, and what would you qualify, or what, what type of products are you looking for? So I know there's very specific um, things that you're looking for when a product is submitted. Can you go into that a little bit? Well, the products have to fit into our marketing model. Yeah, we have a very specific marketing model, and not every product fits into our marketing model. So you know, many times inventors will submit great ideas, that we reject only because they don't fit into our marketing model. So I don't want those inventors that we said no to, I don't want them to think that they don't have good ideas. It's just that they don't fit into our as seen on TV mass marketing model. So what we look for is that, first of all, it has to be mass appeal. Uh, TV, even though there's 500 stations, is still a mass media. So we want every viewer to be a potential customer. We're paying for every viewer. So just economically speaking, we want every viewer to be a customer, and we want the product to be as mass appeal as possible. So we're not looking for an item that's specific to bicycle riders or to golfers or to, or to uh, you know, knitting. It's got to be something that every viewer is a potential customer, right, or almost right. every viewer. So the things that we sell we're very successful with, like our – pocket hose, a garden hose. Almost every household in America needs a garden hose, right? So that's a mass appeal item. What's not a, a mass appeal item, again, is something that might be specific for a skier. Skiing is a very narrow market. It might be a great item for skiers, but not good for us because we advertise on TV. Uh, the other thing is that because uh, our purchases are so impulsive, the lower the price point, the better. It's less of a barrier to buying the product. So since I started the business 31 years ago, under $20 has been the sweet spot for us, 10 to $20. Um, so what else is important? That has to be usually if it demonstrates well because TV is a visual medium, so some great demonstration is, is important. Um, and and AJ, we have to take a break in a quick minute, but when we come back, because I think this is an important piece for our listeners to understand that, you know, they could have a great idea and, and just may not understand why they're rejected. So it's really great that you're sharing that with us. Um, but when we come back, can we talk about two pieces? One, I'd love for you to tell the story about the pet egg, because I think that's a, a critical thing for people to see the kind of potential money that can be made, even though you created it for your wife. And then um, a little bit about um, another product that you can think of that you did find an inventor and, and how that inventor is doing today. So when we come back after break, if you could um, 
fill us in on those great stories. And then we know that you have a plane to catch, so we're so honored and thrilled. And for everyone, Telebrands, we, we are um, doing a huge pitch session with AJ next week. We have eight great inventors that are going to be pitching their products to him virtually through our our um, big webinar on April 25th. I can't believe it's coming up so quickly. And after break, we will hear from AJ Kubani, the founder of Telebrands, about these great products and stories. Thanks, AJ, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. As a member of the baby boomer generation, you want insights and ideas that factor into planning for, making choices about, and activating your new or mothballed dreams. As a boomer, you can learn how to act on your visions by tuning into the Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you are inspired to follow your own path, step into new directions and are excited about what you as a recent or soon to be retiree can do with your life this is your show listen to the show that focuses on self-belief and possibilities for 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 emerging seniors who look forward to life's third act with dread or amazing promise Host Eric Tonigson and his guests share entertaining ideas and explore strategies to reignite your passions and shift your intentions into action. In his naturally curious and motivating ways, Eric explores personal values, shares wisdom, and encourages you to unlock and live your potential and purpose. Join Eric and his Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on the TogiNet talk radio network if you need the connections to buyers media or companies who can take your product to the next level then you are listening to the right show this is the innovation divas on toginet radio and now let's return to your innovation divas melinda knight and diana cohen we are back for the second segment with A.J. Kubani, the founder of Telebrands and the creator of that wonderful As Seen on TV logo that is seen in every Walgreens and Target and Walmart, you name it. Um, he created this incredible brand and a lot, have, a lot of companies have followed. But what makes his company unique is that if he really does love his, your product, he takes on the rights and the responsibilities and the cost to get you your product into market and then pays you a royalty. So let's talk a little bit about what would have happened had some inventor created the PEDIG, because I love this story. It's a great one. So the, the PEDIG is something that uh, we created at Telebrands, and I had a big role in that. And, uh, you know, my my wife had a uh, was having an issue with calluses on her feet, and that's part of the reason how we ended up coming up with the idea and developing the pet egg. Uh, the pet egg we first tested it on TV. You know, first of all, when I got the first samples and looked at it and realized what it was, it's basically a, a cheese grater for your feet. <laughs> and, and honestly, when we talked about it here, 
you know, some some people laughed at it, and no one really believed that it would sell. So it, it sat on my this finished prototype sat on my desk for probably six months before we finally decided to shoot a commercial on it. And we shot the commercial, and the first commercial, by the way, was not that successful. And it took a lot of pressure to go ahead and shoot another commercial and and retest it and, and uh, see if it was a sour. The second commercial did much better. And in, in fact, it, it did pretty well on TV, but it did even better at retail. When we first put it into retail, we couldn't believe the sell-through or how well it was selling. It was selling like crazy. Sold, it sold so well, in fact, that we ended up selling, and we're still selling it, We've sold 50 million pet eggs, the biggest seller in the history of Telebrands. And, and, and that's, so, that's story and by the that story, by the way, is going to be in, uh, in in Business Week in a couple of weeks in the success issue. And so, an example of a percentage an inventor would have made off of selling their idea to you if they had created that that product. All right. Uh, I, I usually don't give away percentages. Okay, well, you don't have to then. But yeah, but so, uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, just, I do want to say something about percentages. Yeah, percentages uh, are fall in line with how innovative the product is, uh, whether it's a patentable idea. You know, there's lots of factors. How much margin we have in selling the product, uh, but the, uh, the the royalty percentages that we pay are in line with what uh, any manufacturer would pay an inventor for a product. In fact, I, I believe that we'd be higher than most of the major uh, companies out there. And uh, if an inventor right. comes to you with an idea that you feel fits the marketing model, but maybe they don't have the manufacturer and price point um, that you know fits into the model, but but you have the connections to make that happen, how does that work? Just so we can educate our listeners on that process. Well, uh, well, first of all, I want to say is that we never take a penny from the inventors. You know, there are a lot of companies out there that may advertise on TV and so on. If you have an idea, call this number. Uh, but they're basically relying on the inventor to pay all the costs. You know, the cost of patenting, the cost of manufacturing, a lot of things that the inventor needs to pay. When the inventor comes to us, they don't have to pay anything. And it doesn't matter what stage the invention is in. It could be an idea on a napkin or it could be a fully manufactured product. We can't thank you enough, AJ Kubani from Telebrands, for being on our show today. Your great insight into the as seen on TV category and especially Telebrands and how you support the inventor community. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for understanding our little technical difficulties today. And we can't wait to uh, have you come and listen to our show next week. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week on toginet.com backslash shows innovation divas Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen return next week with more of the innovation divas they really know the who what and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge connections and great women invented products with this audience contact the divas for more information on how to sponsor or attend then join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time for another edition of the Innovation Divas right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. She feels like a summer night, feeling all right, loving my baby.